0: Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry, where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk, but if not... And you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, livestock friends, to this edition of Before the Bid. We go to Colorado. We go to Burlington, Colorado uh, for this Edition of Before the Bid, and we are going to a sale, the Plains Hotties Heifer Sale, and it will be held on Saturday, November fourteenth, on SC Online, and so uh, we want to invite you guys to go and see that, and uh, you can go to that and follow along with us here on the podcast, or or continue watching the podcast video here, and uh, however you want to do that, that'll be fine. But we are talking to the uh, members of the Beaver Creek ranch and uh i'm talking to cole and bailey riddenauer and they are newly married here in september so they've got a lot of things going on and uh they uh, Cole told me they actually had to back up, uh, bringing in the steers and some things. So, uh, we'll talk about that just a bit here. And, um, we'll talk about their sale again on Saturday, November 14th. And, and it is the Plains Hotties Heifer Sale. Uh, he sent me pictures of these heifers and, uh, man, this is something that you guys are really going to want to check out. Uh, some really high quality females in this. And so, uh, wanna welcome to the podcast, uh, Cole and Bailey Hour and uh, Cole, you know, you've, you've got a little bit of stress trying to get things ready for a sale and how do you throw a wedding right on top of that? Well, it wasn't easy, I guess, but we, we made it through it. We got engaged back in January and we, uh, we didn't want to wait around
1: for a year or so to get done. We just wanted to do it and get it over with. And uh, it turned out to be uh, a fun time. We did it at my parents' place out at the ranch. Uh, with all this COVID stuff going on, it worked out really well, honestly. So I uh, it, worked, it worked really well. Um, just one one of the stepping stones to the fall. I mean it was right off the right. bat. So
0: that's yeah, a good good way to get it all started. Uh just uh, makes it a, makes it a little challenge getting cattle in, but uh but things work out, right?
1: Yeah, it worked out good. We had pretty much everything gathered prior, so it was just break in and daily Washing and stuff like that to get stuff ready for the sale, and after the sale it was hit the ground running, and it was time to rock and roll. So yeah, well,
0: that sounds great. Yeah, we'll get into uh, we'll get into Bailey's uh, growing up and, and some of the things that she's been into here in just a little bit. But but Cole, you told me that that you grew up in the the cattle, you grew up in the show cattle, and you you actually didn't even show out your, your 4-H career because you were selling and, and trading so many. So if you would, Cole, just give us a, a little of your background and, and how it started and kind of lead us up to, to where we're at. All right,
1: well, uh, I'm 26 years old. I uh, uh, graduated college at 4-H State in 2016, graduated high school in 2013. We actually lived up in the front range up in the Greeley area. Um, When I started showing kids 4 H, uh, family ran, well, 10, 15 cows, and I just kind of hit the ground running with it, enjoyed it. We uh, decided to expand and run a few more cows and just continued to fall in love with showing them. And uh, I showed at Weld County for two or three years, um, had some good success there. uh, Mostly steers, did a few heifers when I was young, and then that kind of branched out. We ended up moving to uh, Akron, Colorado, on the northern eastern side. Uh, my father's job led us there, and we basically continued doing what we were doing. Show kept showing, enjoyed everything uh, that led up to it. So I mean, it was one of those deals. Passion hit, and that passion just continued to grow, you know. And then my both my parents grew up in Burlington, and then we moved home. So. I moved home when I was in seventh grade, uh, middle school, showed three or four years there, uh, Cape Corson County and of course state fair. And then, about uh, my sophomore year, we, we were raising enough county fair stuff and I was starting to sell them to some kids. So we decided to lay off a little bit and help these kids out. And I kind of switched species and went to a different Started showing hogs more and uh, county fair stuff and stuff like that. And then, uh, when I graduated, my sister kind of fell in the footsteps, and she hit the ground running. And, uh, she had a little more higher up success than I did. Maybe she was better in the barn <laughs> than I was. I don't know, but she uh, she had a little more dedication than I did. I think in the barn, but uh, it was a family win. Always has been. Uh, we did everything as a family, traveled to shows, everything you can think of. I mean, we were we just enjoyed it as a family, and that's well that's what our vacations were. We're going to. State Fair and Denver and stuff like that. So, And then uh, went on to college, got my ag business degree, come back home, started. I took a job as a grain originator for a cooperative here in town and merchandise grain. And then uh, I got a job offer, kind of like a, a dream job, so to speak, and I went down and moved to Texas. I was down in Texas for about two years and I worked for a chattel operation called 111 Cattle. Uh, 111 is owned by Trey Yates. He lives in New Mexico and then it's managed by Eric Drager and he's, he lives on the ranch in Texas. So we, uh, I managed the show barn and the show cattle side and the cell calves and that kind of stuff there. And, uh, then, uh, my grandpa got go real ill. So then we ended up moving back home and, uh, basically kind of started our own deal again and started Beaver Creek Ranch um, owned and operated by Bailey and I and my parents and we uh, we run about 30 to 40 cows now and I do more trading than stuff we raise. Um, uh, that's about where we are now. Um, two years, three years ago was when Bailey and I met each other and we uh, she has the same passion, loves it as much as I do, and honestly, we can't we can't wait to have kids and get going in it ourselves. So, yeah, that's that's about where we are now, leading up to this point in time.
0: Do you remember uh, some of those? What what got you started in in wanting to trade cattle? I mean, was it just selling some of yours and then finding some every once in a while, or, or how do you how did you get into the trading? Because, like you said, you you've been trading these things for a long time. You know, it
1: wasn't something that was ever planned, I guess. You know, everybody dreams of raising that great one. And, uh, I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's not easy. And it takes a lot of cows to raise right. a real, good one. But um, we started selling a few of our own that we raised. And you know, when I was in high school, I mean, I had more cows in high school than I did now. Um, just thanks to my dad. I mean, he did a lot more work than I did. But... We uh, we made it work, and we are selling a lot of local 4-H kids some and stuff. And, you know, that's the point where I was either running out of calves, or the guy I used to buy calves from, he always had a handful of little ones, uh you know, some extra ones, and he said just take them and see if you can sell them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's pretty much how it started. And it started by taking two or three a year from the guy I used to buy them from, and uh, now it's up uh, to 50, 60 head a year now while we're trading. So,
0: yeah, well, uh, yeah, started out small and and now I'm I'm sure you've expanded out and and going uh, quite a few different places to to get some more cattle to trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're uh,
1: we are trying to get some stuff. We I, I we're out looking more Colorado, of course. Uh, I mean, I got there's a a guy north of me that I get a lot of the kids from and. Uh, He's raised a lot of good stuff over the years, and we uh, we get a lot of our stuff from him. But there's eight or nine families here in Colorado. We we usually go through and get a job. We're working into Kansas more. Um, I like to branch down into New Mexico a little bit. We'll see how it kind of goes here. and We would like to branch out and hit the road more and go see if we can find some more cattle. This next year is kind of a goal that I have. I. Um, mm-hmm. uh, see how
0: the the year leads up to it so yeah and easy fairly easy to go into to kansas you guys are you're located there at burlington colorado that's that's on the eastern side and and you say you're you're pretty close to kansas right there off of interstate 70.
1: yeah we are about uh, 10 to 15 miles just west of the kansas border Uh, right along i-70 the ranch is about three miles south of i-70 um, we're actually, the ranch is actually south of Bethune, which Bethune is, you know, just 10 miles west of Burlington. So it's, we're only about, oh, 20 miles from the Kansas border where the ranch is, and then you go back south about four miles. So it's a good location mm-hmm. for it. And, uh, I mean, hey, we'll, we welcome everyone to come by and say hi. So, I mean, it, it works out really well.
0: Right. So, some of these guys out east, uh, you, you say you've been right there off of 70. Why uh, some of these guys out east going to Denver, why they've been by there several, several times, I would guess.
1: Yeah, we try to invite anybody that can come out. Um, you know, the rough time. I mean, I-80 is a big, big travel area for a lot of them big guys in Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, I mean, what would that be, two hours, we're two hours now and uh of i-80 but we uh we do get a fair amount of traffic you know of course everybody wants more but for for where we are three years later we're we're slowly working up there and we got goals set and we're hoping to keep growing while we're, we started
0: yeah probably uh probably just a little bit less traffic here come january than than what usually is uh coming right down there right through 70 headed to denver you think
1: yeah, it you know January is a good time for us. We just for people traveling, but we just don't have anything around really. You know, this year might be a little different. We'll have the bulls, but we'll kind of see how that goes. And um, but without Denver this year, it kind of puts a wrench in some
0: of that stuff. You guys usually show at Denver, then, uh, and you guys have had some success at Denver. You, you told me.
1: Yeah, we uh, we we've I've showed there since I was little. Every year, never missed a year. Um, now we oh the last three years we've had. A handful of prospects and calves go each year um, we're busy we have a crew that goes down and helps us and um, try to do the best we can to help all our families out and, but yeah we uh, yeah had a very successful year back in 2015 we had a family that are actually from Burlington they had the reserve steer at Denver um, market show it was a calf we bought um, he was raised um, the guy that raised him just lives about an hour and a half north of us. Uh, so I used to show cats from him all my life. That's the guy I was talking about earlier. So
0: mm-hmm. he ended up
1: going back to Wade Rogers and then I bought him from Wade and then Wade and I ended up selling him to a family here in Burlington and, uh, never won a class all show season. Actually, let me take that back. <laughs> His entire show season, he never won a class and then he ended up falling class winner overall reserve at Denver so it was one of those deals you will never never forget
0: right it's funny uh how sometimes those those young people are like oh this this one isn't any good we better turn it out or or we're done with this one because he, he can't even, he or she or whatever can't even win their class and then uh come you, you get them just right and, and things happen yeah
1: come to the point where it needed to matter I mean it comes through I mean it was we all knew he was kind of unique and different and Uh, he had a bright future, and we actually, uh, this year, we sold a half-brother to him this year and last year, so uh, his half-brother last year is supposed to go to Fort Worth, Um, not sure what's going to happen now, but uh, the one uh, this year actually is going to, the plan is to go back to Denver in 2022 with him, so we'll see how that goes, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a team effort, I mean, all the way down to the breeder to Um, RCC and us and to the family. So, I mean, it was, it was a fun experience.
0: Yeah. sounds like it. And, and, uh, it takes a lot to, takes a lot to get to one of those and, and even do well and then to come out with, with reserve. Why, um, gotta, gotta be a pretty, uh, pretty big goal off your, off your list there.
1: Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was, that stuff don't come around very often. So you, you take it when you can and it's well-earned when it does.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh when we'll get to we'll get to a few more success stories and, and a few more goals, but I sure don't want to get too far away uh without without stopping and talking to Bailey just a bit and, and uh getting some of Bailey's background and and uh she may have a little bit different story of, of how you guys kinda got together and and uh what she thought than maybe what you do, you think, Bailey? <laughs> yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: Bailey, give us a little of your background.
2: Yeah. Um, my name's is Bailey, and I'm originally from Calhoun, so it's actually about an hour and a half west of where we live right now. Um, so Growing up, I showed, and we were, I mean, we showed at County State, same as Cole. I, I haven't missed a Denver, and I can't even tell you how long. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So We
2: showed, my sister and I probably batted our eyes just right one time, and we got our parents to get some mini Herefords, so we played in that <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. actually they still have some. So maybe it wasn't only us that liked them. But um, so we did that for a little bit, um, showed all of the above. So Cole's mom actually swears that Cole and I met at a jackpot show in high school. And I mean, she's probably right, but uh, we both don't really remember it. But who knows, maybe we did After I graduated high school, I went over to Northeastern Junior College here in Sterling, and I was on the livestock judging team there. And then I went to Colorado State, same story, last block judging team. And then, mm-hmm. so, they, there's a show, um, it's called The Green and Gold Showdown, and it is held in conjunction with the blackout that the Showtimes puts on. And so, the block and bridal group at CSU puts that on, and I was, I don't know if I was smart or dumb or what, but I, I volunteered to be the chairman one year, and um, that's actually kind of how Cole and I started, because... I asked him to sponsor, so his favorite thing to tell people is I asked him for money, and that was it, <laughs> <laughs> and haven't stopped, right. I guess, <laughs> but...
0: No, no, that was the version yeah. I got, that, that you asked him for money, and he said, okay, and then that got you guys started, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean... But that's you know, really what
0: it was for, okay.
2: Exactly. I, I did ask him and some of his buddies to sponsor, and that did happen. And then I guess we just never really lost touch after that. I um, I graduated college in, in May um, of 17, and then I actually moved to Iowa. Um, and I worked for Solvent Supply for uh, about a year and a half to two years. Um, and mm-hmm. during that time, Paul and I never super duper lost touch. Um, it was hard because I moved eight hours away, and then that's when he decided to go to Texas. And so we kind of just followed our own path. But we we found our way back to each other. So um, mm-hmm. after about two years um, of being on the road with Sullivan's, I moved down to Texas with Cole, and um, we found our way back to Colorado. So we, like we said before, we live in Burlington, and I work for Purina now, and I sell feed and tubs to local producers around here, and that's kind of the, the gist of it, I suppose.
0: Well, that's that's great. That's good. Did now? Did Cole get any insight with you working with Sullivan's? Did Did Cole get any insight on you know new products or anything like that as he was down there showing?
2: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, not really, <laughs> though. I guess because um, so when Cole is at One Eleven, so Eric um, Dreier, who is also a part of One Eleven, um, he is a pro staff for Weaver, so, so, oh. so, so, I would I would always be like, try to give Cole a flare sweatshirt or something and just to see how it worked out and give him a can of flare every once in a while and a couple times he, he played along, but he never used it and definitely never was taken a picture of. <laughs>
0: that would have been uh that would have been real fun to to harass each other you you him and and him you with with the different products that's that's yeah that's a neat story
2: yeah it was fun and you know there was a couple times at junior nationals I was working for Sullivan's and he was there with 111 and so we it was fun that he he had to be so weaver and Bailey had to be so Sullivan so it was kind of fun
0: yeah that's a neat story that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Good, thing. good, uh, good way to get you guys to harass each other and have a little bit of fun at the same time, and and uh, maybe not.
2: We both don't have to be supervised now, which is kind of nice, and we just kind of do what we want.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now, have you got him? Have you got him influenced at all with this mini Hereford thing? Is he interested in that thing at all?
2: No. I mean, we tried so. <laughs> So we actually, it was funny, so my sister, my sister was a freshman um, at Lincoln at UNL, and so her final show summer, I guess season, was last summer. So two summers ago, we sent her a heifer of ours um, for her to show, and because we wanted somebody to show her, and so she showed her, and we were like, okay, you can get her bread. Well, funny story, my sister tried twice to get her bread and couldn't do it. Um, but I don't know, maybe he just let the bull in. So we actually did have one of our <laughs> better heifers get bred to a mini two years ago, <laughs> which is funny. Having um, it I suppose, on a heifer, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, that might be, you might have started something there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's about the closest we've gotten. I mean, he's clipped to a couple for my parents, so that, I mean, that counts, I guess. <laughs> but we don't, right. we don't own anything at this point.
0: Okay, well that's I'm neat. Sure,
2: I'm sure in the future, if there's a little girl and she gets her eyes at Cole, I don't know if he's gonna say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I've I've got a little girl of myself that that batted her eyes, and uh, uh, I guess I'm lucky I'm strong willed enough because she batted <laughs> her eyes plenty, and and she that was all she ever wanted, and uh, she didn't ever get one, so. Uh, but I, I'm sure uh, she still loves them, and, and I'm sure you and her could, could talk many herfs for a long time.
2: Oh, yeah. It's fun. So, it is fun. Well, many herfs are that, big attitude, let
0: me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great, Bailey. Uh, I guess I guess what uh, I'll keep you on here just a little here, and and what ro- role did you pick up when when you came in, and and I know you guys are kind of starting this together, but but they he was kind of already established a little. What what role did you have, or, or do you have to to come into this operation?
2: So I just kind of um, do, I guess, what needs to be done per se. Um, so as I said, I work for Purina. And so I, um, we've come and, and made some rations for ourselves, and so I do that. I also um, in in the feed girl. So most and it's mainly because Cole is you know clipping one in the barn, and it's about to get dark out. And so Bailey goes and does, does chores, and so I do a lot mm-hmm. of feeding. Um, so so that, and then anything. Uh, like graphic design wise and by no means am I a professional or do I claim to be anything of the sort. Everything is pretty self-taught. And so um, I do anything that's like a flyer for us, I do. Um, Mm -hmm. I also do all of the social media work. I actually didn't have a ton of interest in it until Cole and I got together and wanted to do this. And so all of that has been self-taught. Um, Mm-hmm. Anything from like an apparel standpoint, I kind of um, tag team with Old's mom. She loves embroidery, and she actually has an embroidery machine. So she makes hats, and her and I mm-hmm. kind of go in the craft room and make sweatshirts for all the customers and things like that. And so more of, um, I guess, that standpoint, uh, Cole needs help pulling one. I'm not going to say no either. So it's right. kind of what anything that I can, um, I try to do.
0: That sounds awesome. Maybe I'll put in put in an order for a, a Beaver Creek hat.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we can whip them up. We can. I think we can get our Beaver Creek hats done in about five and a half minutes. It doesn't take too long, honestly. It's also a, a whole different art. It's neat.
0: That's really neat. Good deal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, you'll have to have to keep working on him on that mini Hereford thing.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe when if we ever change our logo or something else, slap we'll Minnie Herford in there and see if he catches it.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now Bailey, yeah. you you had a show background and things. Uh did, did you guys have some, some successes and things that that you could tell us about?
2: Um, sure. I mean I never um I wasn't ever really involved in like a major win at Denver or something. Well I guess we had we did have reserve mini one year um Mm female overall ones. i can't even tell you the year to be honest it might have been in like 2000 like 11. honestly i can't remember we also had champion bull at kansas city one year but again i honestly i'm sorry i can't tell you (laughs) i couldn't tell you dates um but we showed um very hard at the county level um and you know it's it's always a famous thing that one year the hardest shows to win is your county fair and um i actually didn't get one until my um, very last year. Um,
0: oh, wow. Actually,
2: yeah, so we didn't, you know, I was tried, and I felt like I was knocked on the door, but, um, so my final year, I won it, and actually, my sister was reserved, and so I'll probably never forget that, that uh, that my final year, my sister and I won to our county fair, show. that was neat. Really, I mean, I had a couple of class winners um, at, at the prospect show in Denver and stuff like that, but. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, made sale at State Fair every year I showed. So I guess the little successes for me. But Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, again, nothing that I can ever regret. I mean, growing up showing is incredible.
0: Sounds like you guys were, were meant to work together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so
0: uh tell us uh we we talked about the steer at denver and things but but you've been around this a long time and, and moving quite a few steers and so if you would tell us tell us a few of those other successes that that you guys have had
1: I had pretty good luck when i showed we uh i had a team county for champions and reserves there was uh the one one of the most memorable there was two really good memorable years just myself was uh one year um uh, the uh, guy that I used my calves from lives just north of here. He uh, had two calves, embryo. It was a split embryo. They're split embryo. so embryo, so two two twins, identical. You could not tell apart. And uh, one of them, his nephew, ended up showing as a puppy calf. Um, the other one I bought, and then I ended up getting the other one, so I had both twins. Funny story, the one, that budget calf did not process any type of, like, textured feed. He'd blow on any type of textured feed. It was kind of strange. So, we ended up feeding this thing silage. I mean, it was, you know, more of a roughage, and that's all we fed him. And Mm -hmm. anyhow, he ended up winning the fair, and the brother was reserved. So, hundred pound <laughs> difference. Identical twins ended up winning first year as a first year in Washington County, and I moved there. I took two two identical twins and uh, ended up uh, getting one two with them. So that was a pretty unique deal and having something like that with an embryo split. So that was pretty cool. Um, I always like to. Uh, when I showed at our county fairs, I always like to try to one up myself every year. It was this kind of a goal I had, and I set a goal before I bought calves, and that's what I did. You know, I wanted to win it with a uh, black and white one, or a baldy, or a market heifer, or we actually won one, one year. I had a, a steer that we ended up cheering them completely off for fair. Uh, oh, wow. which is not normal for this area and uh he ended up winning it as a slipshirt. so he was built good enough and that was a pretty cool experience and then the next year as the year I said well I'm gonna go for it all and try to do the market heifer and ended up doing with a market heifer that I raised with uh that guy up north so it was pretty unique um now we were we are doing the best we can to get some county fair wins with their families now and we're having some good success working towards uh trying to get some some of the next level some state fair stuff trying to get some kids and some good homes some better stuff we're trying to trade a few more better quality stuff higher quality and we're starting to starting to compete a little more on the next level i mean we're, we're getting there i mean we my sister ended the reserve one year at state fair um like i said before she she busted her butt and she earned it. I mean, it was a family win, but she earned it, and uh, that was that's another memory we'll never forget. Because I tried for, I only showed at State Fair my first two years and my last three years. So I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. show there every year. And my last three years, two years actually, sorry, first two and last two. My last two years, I you know, you try to go for it all, and I couldn't get it done. I sat third in class behind the grand reserve for both years. So, um. It was a fun experience, and I'm glad my sister was able to get it done. So uh, that was another memorable one. Um, we're slowly just getting out there. Well, I mean, like I said, we're start we're three years into this, starting to build our program,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we're we're we had oh we had seven or eight county third champions last year, so that was good, and uh, just slowly getting there. So I mean, there's we've kind of told kind of our, our big wins, but you know the most important ones are the county fairs. I mean that's where our bread and butter is, and that's what we like to do is um, get out and help these kids go get some wins at county fair.
0: Right. Tell us uh, tell us about your your young people program. You you told me earlier that you know you're and one of the reasons why you didn't show your last couple of years was because you wanted to help these young people and and tell us what that looks like uh, a little here. Yeah, like.
1: I mean, so I I, I quit showing it on a sophomore. I quit showing at county fair as a sophomore. I switched to a different species, and you know, I was starting to sell a few kids to some um, local kids here at our fair. And uh, as a junior and senior in high school, and it was really mean, You know, everybody says you know you get ten years to show, and you'll regret if you take one off. And you know, I took that. I took a year off, and then after that, I said, you know what? i I'm enjoying this seeing these eight nine year olds go do it so it was really fun seeing these kids come out of that ring with a smile on their face and ever since then that's that's when I knew i want to do this this is what I want to do i want i want to teach the youth and grow the youth in this in this industry it's not a it's not an easy industry to do, and it's really fun to see kids who are really passionate about it and learn and evolve from and that's the best thing is seeing these kids grow from eight years old to uh, 18 because there's a big difference of what this industry does for these kids
0: mm-hmm. and now you're putting on a few clinics and things uh, for these young people as well
1: yep yep we tried to
0: you know when i when i was eight
1: nine years old i went to uh, some steer wall clinics when i was little Um uh, kirk taught me a lot about uh the cattle industry and fitting and clipping, and um it just hit me and i just i really enjoy it and so we kind of we're nothing like that we don't do anything we don't travel to do them really i mean maybe one day that's a goal i have maybe one day start doing a few outside but we try to do two a year we try to do the daily hair care before we go into the uh killer around here around in april first part of may uh calves start going in the middle of may so we try to do a daily hair care, bring all the kids in, do a demonstration, answer questions. And then we also do like a, a product talk and a nutrition type thing. And it really benefits well with um, Bailey being a pre rep and uh, helps out quite a bit. So we, we do that. And then uh, we also like to do a showmanship clinic. Um, that's more of a – we do more of that uh, privately at – each kid's homes because i feel like the kids get more out of it it's just a lot of time a lot of travel and trying to work schedules out with everyone but we try to do a a small clinic. everyone brings their calves if they can and we kind of just do like a mock show and then bailey and i and my father go around and we kind of go through and give kids pointers and see if we can up their game a little bit and teach them and teach them the fundamentals and as they grow then we start working on the little things that we need to, to make them a, a great showman so it's really fun we enjoy it a lot and that's the main reason why i started doing this the kids and i love helping the youth and um there's nothing better than seeing a, a kid walk out of a show ring with a smile on their face
0: you're exactly right, and and all these young people, uh, all these young people need a mentor, and and uh, I'm, I'm sure you've got some families that that mom or dad or somebody else say, well, I've told them that three times, but if you tell them, then they'll listen, right? No, oh,
1: I've, I've heard that a million times, and I know my dad'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> my dad, and I right, butt had, had so hard in high school when I was showing, but now I mean I thank him for everything he's taught me because. I was the same way I had to hear it from someone else even though dad may have screamed it in my face till he was blue but it didn't matter because it was coming out of his mouth.
0: Right it's funny how that works out isn't it? It really is and you know just
1: one simple word from someone else goes a long ways.
0: Yeah and that's, that's great that you can do that for for those young people and I admire that and uh, enjoy hearing that. And, and when you said that, when, when we first started talking, I thought, man, this, this guy's, this guy knows what this thing's about. So, uh, I think that's great. And, and, uh, want to just encourage you to keep that going and, and, uh, help these young people get there. So, and, and we'll tell them about some calves here that, that you can help them, uh, with that in, in just a bit. But, uh, before we go right into those cattle, tell us, uh, a little about your, your cow herd and, and what you're doing right now and, and what you're planning on doing in the future
1: so basically like kind of like we talked earlier we're kind of uh we uh after we moved so when i moved to texas i sold all of our cows that we had i mean i didn't have very many just a handful and i went down to texas and a great one of the greatest experiences ever going down there learning from them and seeing the whole seeing the show cattle on the different side of things than i've ever seen here when you start looking at the slip shearing side of cattle, you really learn to um, study your cattle different and make mm-hmm. your your cattle differently. I mean, there's a whole different ball game to breed cattle for true um, power, true muscle, true structural correctness. You can't hide nothing with hair like you can uh, mm-hmm. up to in the northern side of stuff. So that was a that was one of the greatest things I ever did, and got taught my. A guy that's well known and knows what he's doing, and um, it was great. I mean, it was a great experience. So I'm taking that, trying to incorporate that what we're doing now, and that's one thing that we uh, about two years ago when we moved back home, we started a reboot process, and we ended up buying 40 cows. We run about all five or six donors, about three donors and then we got three. Uh, ton of prospects this year that I think are real nice. We are gonna do we're about uh, we've been about ninety percent AI, ten percent embryo work, you know. So we're gonna try to redo, we're gonna flip flop this next few years and we're gonna try something else. We're just gonna flush our two cows and turn the rest into recips and see if we can do something there. And we're gonna try to go about ninety ten the other way. So we'll see how that works. Uh, we got um, my father's got a real good little moss cow that's built real good. We're going to flush terrific times here this winter, put some eggs in, and then uh, uh Bailey and I got four or five cows, three cows and, and three donor prospects that we're really, really excited about. So we got all different kinds. I mean, we we bring more for the northern stuff and the hair shows than we do the and stuff, but all that stuff goes back into when you start thinking about mating and you try to breed some of that stuff back into them but uh, we're slowly um, progressing our cow herd and changing what we've done to try to change with the industry and what the cattle industry is launching now which changes all the time and the type of cattle that people want i mean you got i mean people ain't buying on and i mean you're breeding them wrong i mean you, you gotta deal with the times you still gotta stay true to what you like, cause you. I mean, you ultimately you're the one who looks at them every day. So it's just kind of one of those deals that you gotta you, you gotta play both sides of that. And um, we feel like we got three heifers, um, uh, donor prospects, and we think they're real nice, unique bread stuff that I think will be pretty pretty cool for the future. So we hope they click, and if, if not, then we'll find your house and continue the work.
0: Yeah, that's great trying to always always grow and always get better and uh I I admire that and, and uh changing things. And you're you're as much clubby bread as you are production type bread, is that correct? Yeah, I
1: mean our donors our donors are more predominantly clubby bread, crossbred stuff. I mean, uh for our uh my father's in Nunama City uh Cymbaneous deal, so She's mostly more of a commercial pedigree-type deal. I mean, Una Moss is known in the Sydney world, but, I mean, like, um, when you look at her, she doesn't look like a clubby cow. I mean, Bailey and I are more like one of our donors is a purebred angus that we think is real good. Um, And then we got a silver and then uh, we're working on our donor prospects, which are club and stuff, I and mean, then we got a, a real good Here I Am workhorse that's clean, um, not built like a typical Here I Am, and we think she could be pretty unique down the road, and uh, that's why we kind of decided to keep her. She was actually going to go on the sale, and then actually uh, three days before we picked her, we decided to pull her, so we decided to keep her. Can't you can't make them like that very often? And I, we think she could have a bright future. Um, we also got a thank God we trust maternal perfection that's clean that we think is pretty unique as well. And then we also got a uh, a a little more of an older school bred stuff, which the embryo was bred by 111. Um, she is a yellow jacket heat seeker, which would be a full sibling to the mother. That raised the reserve steer at Denver in twenty sixteen, so there's some bloodlines there uh we feel like she could have some good potential down the road, so we're slowly trying to get some different pedigrees, different matings and see what we can work with
0: that sounds really good and and you've got some some um uh, really good prospects to offer uh these young people or or whoever else might wanna uh purchase those and and go on with those and um uh, are you, are you ready to start talking about those guys, those ladies? Uh we sure can.
1: Um okay. Uh we can do that and we can, I mean really let's talk about um, first uh, I mean let's talk about the steers a little bit here. I just want to Okay. Uh, we had a, a steer sale back in October. I mean that's our main I mean that's our main deal is we do steers, we trade steers more than we do anything and um we've probably sold, oh, I don't know, 30 to 40 steers this year across the mm-hmm few states and um you know that's that's what my passion is is you know watching them steers grow and watching these kids learn from them and stuff like that but uh always looking for new families on that steer side so i mean the heifers are more of a production side of things we feel like both cows but um the steers is what we're, we're really passionate about for to see these things getting the kids in the hands so
0: yeah very understandable yeah but then you've you've got these heifers you you say you 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 keep trying to raise steers and you keep getting really really nice heifers so you've you've joined in with a buddy and and you guys are gonna gonna be in this uh the plains hotties heifer sale
1: yes sir yes sir we uh yeah we uh bred with steers and we ended up getting a few really good heifers out of the deal and we're waiting back for some DNA testing where we feel like these things can be real good cows or so we feel like some of these are going to come back clean and be real good production females but yeah we end up partnering um joining together and doing this production female cell with uh family uh this north of here uh friedley cattle company uh chance is two years older than me and his wife ashley and um their son benton and they just actually had another boy today actually uh, uh trey so it was really good news to hear that we were a little worried chance is a little worried. That actually might be going uh, during the sale, so I'm sure they're a little glad that uh, they got him out and ready to rock and roll in the heifers. So, but yeah, we're really excited to do this with them, and we um, were up with a chance showing, and we're we're real excited about it.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's good. Yeah, I didn't realize he he was uh, they were that close to to having one. So so that's great. I don't know what's what's a little more nerve wracking getting a wedding ready about sale time or, or having a youngster about <laughs> about sale time. All
1: right, coin flip, I'm sure that goes both ways.
0: Each are great in their own way with their own stress in their own way, right?
1: Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's it that's interesting well that's neat yeah here I felt I felt for you having to get the get the wedding ready but shoot I, th- I think having a youngster right here this close to sale time kind of trumps that yeah I think they, they they
1: beat us on that one there's no doubt about that maybe <laughs> they beat us on that one <laughs> at least ours well, was a month prior to sale time theirs is a week before so
0: right right he he won up you that time yeah he did. As we've we've mentioned, and, and we'll talk about here, the, the sale is on SC Online Sales, and it is going to be held Saturday, November 14th, and again, it's the Plains Hotties Heifer Sale, so uh, Cole, if you would, let's let's talk about these heifers just a little.
1: Okay, so we kind of put a variety together, um, Chance and his dad have been since they run a, a main operation, predominantly and they do mains and hemis, and then they do a few club calves, but um, so they they have more of the mains and semi-influenced stuff. Um, we threw we got some purebred Charlays. We got some uh, some papered Sim solutions. I mean, we got we got a little bit of everything. We tried putting a little bit of everything. i more of the crossbred side of stuff. Stuff I've gathered. Stuff I've raised. Um, we, we feel like we put together a pretty strong strong uh, 23 head for this sale that I think are going to be awesome production females down the road and we're really excited to hopefully I think it's going to get up tomorrow we'll have it posted tomorrow we hope and then uh we'll let everyone see what we see and hopefully hopefully it goes well so
0: yeah well they can they can go through there they can watch them on the podcast video uh, a couple different ways that, that they can watch these yes yes
1: so yeah it'll be posted on FG uh and for any questions uh, our contacts are on there. You can call Bailey or I or my dad or Chancellor Vincent. I mean we love to talk, talk, talk cattle and uh we're we're excited to hear from everyone but we we're, we're pretty excited about what we have to offer
0: you sent you sent me pictures of these so so i can kind of look at these when they go along and uh man and when after you sent them i showed brandy and i said man look at this look at this set of heifers and we were trying to figure out which ones we like the best and uh i still don't know if if we know yet but uh this lot one uh that, that she told me she's she's pretty she's pretty cool yeah she's pretty unique she's a, a primo closing bell and
1: I, I can't tell you a whole lot about this one this one's chance raised uh but we feel like this thing is unique for main Angus. I mean, the way this one is built. I mean, from the ground up, the body mass, the squareness. I mean, this thing is this thing is the real deal. I mean, whether you take her to the ring or you keep her in your herd, I mean, she's going to produce. I mean, she's built good, super sound. I mean, that that thing's a real deal. We're pretty excited about that one. And I saw her as a, uh, over the summertime when she was still in the cow you know 300 pounds and we felt like she was by far the one that needed to lead the sale so i'm pretty excited about her there's no doubt about that she's
0: she's pretty neat yeah she is she's she's pretty striking this the other effort that you kind of want to talk about you want to talk about freak neck one why yeah uh, this one kind of fits that bill yes
1: the next one's a maternal maid that chance raised as well you want to talk about pretty in style and this one's got it i mean she's She's not as big-footed as the other one, but she's awesome, awesome structured, square-built, good-bellied. But she she offers a little more freaking nature to her up to that one bird and comes out of the top side of, of her blade good. And that thing's going to be an awesome cow down the road. I mean, no matter which way you go, pedigree-wise, the breed this thing, I think she's going to produce. I mean, she's, she's unique, too.
0: Now, is the Lot 3, do I remember right, the Lot 3 comes from you? Uh,
1: Lot 3 we found. uh, She is a walks alone, uh, easy money, mini in focus. So this thing is, uh, we're still waiting on DNA on her, but we're we're thinking this one's going to be clean. Um, We're we're hoping so. She's, She's pretty cool. You want to talk about one that's built different for a walks alone, Um, this thing has got a smooth shoulder, long neck, but this thing gets out and moves like a cat. I mean, she's built good. I mean, you got the depth of body, squareness of hip, the extra mass that you get, but not too much to where she needs to be shown with the steers. And this one's, the flexibility that this one offers compared to some of these walks alone's is unique i mean she's not that monster footed biggest legged one which i think is very valuable um and the way you can breed this one and we i think she's going to come back clean and we hope she does but this thing is built really neat we've had uh really good interest in her uh we put a video of her on facebook a while back right after i clipped her and uh, just the brute broodiness and feminine style this one offers is pretty unique we think she can she'll have a bright future raising some some of them them steers to go out and compete. i mean i think she could be one that can raise a great one one day
0: yeah and, and you can see some of these on on your uh cole ridden our uh, facebook page mm-hmm. so uh, just a, just another place uh, that they can go and, and look at some of these yep we
1: have uh beaver creek's got a facebook page really cattle's got a facebook page and I try to share everything that we put on Beaver Creek, just because we don't, I mean, Facebook's not, our Facebook page hasn't been up long enough, to have a lot of followers just yet, so we're working on getting that, and so we try to share it as much as we can to get out and broaden that out, but yeah, help yourself, look at whatever you want. Um, we try to put up Snapchats as well. Um, it's hard to keep it up with that social media, but we try to do our best. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we try we try to do the same thing and it's like holy cow how many hours can we spend on this thing i don't know
1: how people do it all day long because it's it's tiring
0: yeah yeah so. but uh if i had cattle like these i'd i'd uh want to be putting them up there and uh so we we go to a little color here the lot four we've got a kind of a gold kind of a butterscotch
1: yeah She's more, I, I don't know what you want to call her, butterscotch, orange, I guess, whatever you want to call her. Um, we think this thing is pretty cool. I mean, this thing is, like, when people start breeding for these steers, they are you know, you start looking at some of these pedigrees, and there's a lot of these things that come out, and they're probably bred still, but the cows are clean or built different. And we feel like this one's not built so much like a steer, where you can go back and breed her breeder back to some of these uh high power club calves or Mhm. so this is a monopoly trump train that we found um uh, a guy north of colorado here you i mean you want to talk about one that can get out and move being clubby bred and on both sides is pretty unique i mean this thing is square made um good bellyed, awesome hair and uh this one is one that i mean you can Put your kid on it and go show her in the show ring and have some fun. I mean, you're not going to get over work with this one. I mean, that extra added color really pops, and um, we feel like this one can be pretty unique down the road for a, a show heifer and even for a, a cow. I mean, that's that's what we we're trying to uh, gather was more brute stuff and uh, for production wise, and we feel like. This one could do it, you know. You wanna start raising some of them peach colored ones or you wanna start raising some color, this is the
0: one to do it. Yeah, she's uh she's really nice and, and like you say, she's gonna get caught. She's gonna get caught and seen when she walks in. Um just just with that just with that unique color that she's got and um you've got a you, then the the next one you we've got a little color here on this uh lot five. The she's silver silver smoky, whatever you might wanna call her.
1: Yes, sir. I, I mean, I, this, uh, this is a silver heifer here that we raised, uh, bought this cow, uh, just south of here, um, about 25 miles, actually, uh, about, uh, oh, this would be her second calf. So, first time we ever bred her for club calf, uh, first year she just had angus calf, and, uh, actually we sold him last year to a family, um, but, uh, he was just a calf. Um, this heifer is kind of, was the starting point of this this cow and this thing we feel like this thing is unique i mean you want to talk about a soft haired silver one and this one is as good a haired as a silver one as you can probably make one i mean she is she cut got all the bills and this little script code i mean sound good structured she's got a good foot on her uh, big legged square head super soft middle. you know I, I i like to see this one maybe a little bit bigger. Their front third i mean she's good extended she's got a little leather but you know to me that don't bother me in the production side of things because i think you got to have some of that for these good beaten uh club kids i mean not all the best beaten ones are uh um thin necked ones i mean they got to have a little maturity in them otherwise you're going to look too youthful in the ring in my opinion so i think this thing is this thing's got all the tickets um She's uh, weighing on DNA on her, but I, I'm going to say she's probably dirty looking at her hair. Um, but I think she's good enough, Bill, where you can go back to some of these clean bulls and she's going to hit a home run one day. You just, you just got to find out what it is. But uh, we, we're we very high on that one. She's probably she's my favorite one that we have to offer on our side of the sale, um, not just because she's ours, but I think she's just built real good for a silver one. It's hard to make them not getting built for silver ones.
0: Yeah, she is neat, and and you're talking my language on that front end. We we don't need to get into a to, into a big discussion about about do they need to be slick necked or do they need to have a little bit of neck? But but I'm telling you, you're you're talking my language, and and I can appreciate one that's got just a bit there. Just to, they got to have something to grow into. So oh yeah, gotta
1: maturity in there.
0: Right, right. We probably better uh, probably better get off of that before we <laughs> before <laughs> we go off on that. We better talk about this uh lot seven half blood semi. Uh yeah,
1: so this lot seven uh is one we found up down the road. She's a county o brilliant. So this thing is um a half blood papered uh sim solution or percentage semi, however you want to call it. Um mm-hmm you want to talk about one that balances and that just tells you like, Hey, I'm here to produce. This is it. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a chow uh, spit image. I mean, this thing is going to raise, whether you go back to Sims, uh, semis to start doing production side things, or if even you want to go back to club calf, you know, she's, she's not the best haired one. And you're not going to way that one's bred, but she's sound enough and built good enough where you can go, Back to some of these real big-haired club kids, and you're going to get some stuff. I mean, she's good-sized, I mean, pretty made. For a semi, she's good-throated, good to her chest. I mean, awesome balance, big-bellied, square made. I mean, this thing's pretty unique for a a semi deal. We're pretty high on this one as well.
0: I mean, we think this thing's going to really
1: strive and step out from the others when it comes to production side of things
0: yeah she's she's my kind and that when when you sent these to me and brandon and i were flipping through them i went back to this one and i said this one's this one's my kind i really enjoy her
1: yeah she's she's what you i mean you don't talk about you got a herd of 30 of those i think mm-hmm. the cows because i mean it's hard to make them like that and still be that good structured and that good looking and i mean that's we all try to breed those great ones and you know, it's it's not easy to do, but when you get close, I mean, you you got something that's pretty unique.
0: Hmm. And versatile. You can go. You can go different ways with her, and uh, I like I like that about her. Yeah, and like I
1: said, I mean, I think that you can go back to a production side, or you can show her in the ring, or uh, go back to club calf on her. I mean, you you got your options are endless on stuff like that. I believe, and I think it's good to have a, a different variety when it comes to your production females if you got something you can only go one way then i think you're limiting yourself to um Mm. the ends and the goals you can meet for these cows did
0: bailey help find her what's that or was this all you did bailey help find her or was this all you
1: no this one i found she wasn't with me when i found this one (laughs) (laughs) but probably happy when
0: you got her there
1: this this one, she says, yeah, yeah. This one I found on my own. This one family that shows calves that buy calves uh, steers from us. They raise a few, and mm-hmm. this is where she come from was a family just north of here. So she's she's built pretty
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, she's a good one. Yeah, and then we've got you've got uh Charley, another one you want to talk about, lot nine.
1: Yeah, we got two pure Charleys on there. Um, the one that really hits me hard is a. Uh, She's a, a wide open, um, Prince Turton. Um, this one, you know, if you if you're just getting started in this show, cattle deal, and your kids are young, this this is the one. I mean, this thing is dog gentle. I mean, this thing is, this thing is for your first year kid that you know you don't you want. Everybody worries about their first calf on their little kid because they don't want to get hurt. I mean, this thing is. Not going to do that. So, if you're looking for a perfect showman one for your young kid, this is it. But then, if you study her and look at her, I mean, this thing screams cow. I mean, this thing is built good. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a Charlotte, she's unique. She's big footed. And she's honestly, she's pretty good haired for a purebred Charlotte. I mean, it's square, good necked. I mean, she, she could be a tick prettier, but you know what? In this Charlotte world, I, I don't think that matters. Um, because I think you still, like I said, I think you need to have that, um, good belly, good ribbed, I mean, moves around like a cat, I mean, the thing is, she's pretty unique too, I mean, for a Charlet. I mean, and that's what we wanted to do, was try to find a balance of different options for people, not just go all one deal, we wanted to try to find some different things, and find different people's needs, and, you know, this one, she papers, and she'll, she'll, You I mean, you can take her and show her, and, uh, bring her back home, and, Raised paper Charleys, or you know, I mean, how many of them yellow steers out there are out of Charley cows? Just, I mean, there's a ton of them. So, I mean, she's got the potential to do both things as well.
0: I agree. She's got that Cowie look, and and uh, that's even better that she's dog gentle. Those are those are really fun ones to have.
1: Oh yeah, They're, you got to have a fun experience your first year, and I tell families at all the time. I say, you know what? You got ten years. Your first couple of years, go have fun. Let your kid mm-hmm. enjoy it. Enjoy what they're doing. I mean, it's nothing worse than a little kid who's afraid to go walk up to their calf. I mean, they got to be able to be confident at eight years old to go put a halter on and lead this, you know, 1,300-pound animal around to come fair time. So this this is the one... um, this she's got a lot going for her. we really we really think this one's
0: nice and we want to invite everybody to look at the others uh, again you've got you've got 23 lots 23 head in this sale and and we talked four or five of them here but uh again do do want to encourage those others and and i'm sure they can get a hold of you anytime uh anytime they have any questions once they see this thing on uh either the video podcast video or see it on SE online uh, they can they can check with you guys and and we're uh during recording we're about a week and a half out but uh are these cattle there at your place that that everybody can come see?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um going back to the phone deal, yeah, you guys can uh call, text any one of us. Um we don't answer just we'll get back to you. I mean, it's no big deal. We'll we'll get to hold of you and cattle are available for viewing uh anytime. Uh they're located they're all here in Burlington um if you look at our facebook page we got a flyer up from our steer sale and it's perfect we can put it up for the heifer sale as well it gives you directions right off i-70 um but we encourage everyone to come out and look uh sale day we're going to try to do a viewing we'll have all the cattle out on the sale runs and um we welcome everybody to come out we're a little far out to know what the weather's going to be like yet but um we hope it's nice it might be cold to bundle up but we welcome
2: definitely not
1: gonna rain yeah it's not gonna <laughs> rain here so you don't have to worry about rain that, that issue huh yeah we're <laughs> where dry as can be i mean it's it's dry here so but yeah you everybody's welcome to come out and look so
0: i invite everybody to to come look and and i'm sure if they need a different look at them you guys can shoot them another video or or something like that uh, if they need to i would i would assume
1: I usually kind of save up a bunch of cell phone videos that we'll start posting on Facebook and Snapchat of each one, and we uh, we post uh, tag numbers um, along with it, so that way we can give an identification of them. And we uh, we'll, we'll feel free to send you guys anything you want, or something different that you guys don't see and you want to see. We can try to work our best to get it for you. So we're pretty easy to deal with. We help out and do what we can.
0: Yeah, and again, that sale is uh, on SC Online sale Saturday, November fourteenth, and so again, uh, I want to invite you guys to do that. And uh, Cole, before we go, you've got another sale coming up even uh, after this. You you're selling steer. You're in the steer selling business now. You're in the heifer selling business, and you've got another one coming up here sometime in January.
1: We decided we're going to try something different. I mean, we we're I mean, we're heifer deal was kind of a Billy Bailey and I talked about doing different this year, you know, uh, we love, we love seeing cattle, and we love placing cattle, and we wanted to try to do a heifer deal, so that's uh, so all we went ahead and did a heifer deal, and we ran in partnered a chance on it to do something different, and offer more lots, and, uh, we're excited about that, but we, uh, as you were saying, we, we, we decided to do some another deal, we're going to try to do a bull sale, come in, we're, we're planning on doing it, uh, in January, uh, we're going to offer uh, a little variety. I mean, there's going to be a heifer bowl on there, um, mostly clubby bread stuff, but there's some maternal clubby bread stuff. I mean, we're going to have some a we all, good as it gets. Uh, we're going to have a couple of walks alone, a couple of egg bluffins um, that we're pretty excited about. We, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a small number. We're going to have very many, but we're going to, I think the quality is a little high on them, and I think we're, we're pretty excited about it, and we think they're, you need made for bulls in my opinion, and uh, you know it's hard to find good bulls around here for cleanup and or even you know you want to use something for to try to raise some county first stuff or state fair stuff, whatever your end game is, but we're pretty excited about what we got to offer and we're hoping to do it in January. We probably won't start advertising with stuff like that till December, but we'll we'll do it online as well, yeah. and then uh pretty excited for what we got going on there
0: what event are you going to have right before there another wedding another baby another anything like that
1: (laughs) that (laughs) i hope nothing it'll be traveling it'll be steer shows i mean that's something this will be the the heart of all the the fun jackpots the winter jackpots i mean we'll be going i mean you see us in any jackpots i mean feel free to stop by and visit i mean we'll be going to uh We'll be going to Nebraska and Agr. We'll be going to Kansas Beef Expo. We'll be going to uh, o- OPC Arizona. I mean, we'll we'll be going to all of them. So we we'll, we got some fats going. We got uh, a couple of pretty good fats going to Arizona, and we're pretty excited about. So we're we'll be we'll be around. That'll be our our uh, busy time. But hopefully, there's no more weddings or there won't be any babies along the way that i know of so <laughs> <laughs> well that's great
0: yeah uh always uh try to try to steer clear this time we got the one thing taken care of so
1: yeah we'll have enough shows on our way to worry about let alone other distractions so
0: good yeah cole bailey it has been so much fun getting this thing ready and and uh, talking with you guys and meeting you guys and and hearing your stories and and hearing about these cattle and and again i want to wish you luck here on the sale coming up on uh, saturday november 14th uh, on sc online sales and and good luck with your first heifer sale and um, look forward to working with you here maybe on this bull sale and and uh want to wish you luck here at, at these other shows so uh anything else we need to know before we before we wrap this thing up
1: no not really i mean we we love to talk cattle so i mean if anybody has any desire i mean just wanted to visit i mean pick our brains i mean we love to hear how people do things and we learn from our own family day in day out i mean we we take that to better ourselves and you know I'm a firm believer that kids teach you, and we truly we really believe in that, and we're always open to talk and listen. So, I mean, feel free to call and text us, whatever it is, we all will be here around and listen. So
0: I really admire that and I admire you uh, working with those young people. So, again, Cole, Bailey, Appreciate it very much. Again, everybody, Saturday, November 14th on SC Online Sales, uh, the uh, Plains Hotties Heifer Sale. So uh, if you would look for that. And, and again, Cole Bailey, uh, appreciate it very much. And uh, we want to uh, thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbean.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.